Hello and welcome to Hadfield Education's Good to Great webinar series, where I interview the leading head teachers uh, from across the UK. And today I'm joined by Mary Neve, who is the executive head teacher um, for Drumbeat School and ASD service around the Lewisham area. Uh, good morning, Mary. How are you? Good morning, Lee. I'm good. Excellent, excellent. Well, what I'd like to do, uh, Mary, um, is always start at the beginning and, and find out sort of what took you into teaching. So where did it all begin? Um, well, I uh, was born in Derry in Northern Ireland, and um, I was born into a teaching family. Um, my mum and dad are both teachers, one primary school and one uh, maths teacher in secondary school. And um, I was born right at the um, beginning of the Troubles in Northern Ireland. And um, we had... Um, a big emphasis on education in Northern Ireland and particularly for my family as well. So it was very important. It was our way forward. It was also our way out. Um, and um, I enjoyed I enjoyed uh, my years in education in, in Northern Ireland. They were good. Uh, but I, w I went on to a degree in Dublin in Trinity College and I didn't really know what I wanted to do. knew that I didn't want to be a teacher and um, then changed my mind and thought, well, I'll get the qualification. And came to London. I went to the Institute of Education and I, I sort of got the bug and a history teacher. And I met a teacher, head of history, in a school uh, called Cannons High uh, in, um, oh, it's not Harrow, but it's, it's in that area, and um, Brent. And it was um, a challenging school, uh, but this history teacher was very inspirational. And I ended up doing her maternity cover. And uh, that was that was it really. I, I was teaching in London then history for for years. Um, I then moved to Kent. Um, was head of history in Medway, uh, in a large uh, secondary school there in Gillingham. Again, quite a deprived area, but great great school, uh, great experience. Um, and then decided um, at that point I had two girls, two young girls uh, that I go part-time. Okay. And um, eventually went into the world of uh, pupil referral units. And that was interesting, trying to teach history to kids that were excluded and in gangs, basically okay. all boys. And uh, But it was very, it was um, interesting and exhilarating. I really had to teach and um, sort of went from one thing to another and ended up then being a head in Bromley um, in, uh, a, in charge of three schools, three uh, people referral units in, in Bromley. And um, decided then I'd set up my own business and did five years doing educational consultancy, um, worked for Harris, in Beckenham and also uh, Kent County Council okay. for four years doing a senior improvement advisor and I then decided I really missed headship and decided to come back in in Lewisham 
Um, this is my fourth year in drumbeat school, um, enjoying being part of a, a big family of a lot of staff and a lot of kids. We're over 200 now, and um, it's uh, really good, yeah. So what took you into the, um, the, the, the PRU and the special needs um, sort of niche within education then? Because it's, it's not something that, like, suits everybody. What, what was your sort of calling? Well, it wasn't a calling. It was to do with family requirements, and I, it was very flexible. I could do part-time. Okay. Um, and um, I was given quite a lot of um, uh, flexibility on what I could teach, you know, w within the sort of boundaries of GCSE, but there was all sorts of things that you could do outside of that as well. And um, I really started enjoying creating a curriculum that suited the needs of the children rather than being told that this is what you have to teach in history and this sure. is what they have to get. And um, I really enjoyed that. And I thought, this is, this is great. You know, this is, this is real proper personalized education. And then sort of achieving stuff that, that you, people generally couldn't do um, around the behavior and around the qualifications. Sure. Um, because the kids have been excluded. A lot of them were SEN and um, children in care. Uh, white working class boys so it was all that group and just being able to do something with that um, was, was very interesting really sort of captivated my sort of drive to um, do something in education that made a, a, a big difference so quite a, a diverse like you say um, like learner compared to when you first walked through the door into into education into just mainstream mainstream schools yeah, I think I've I've never sort of worked with um, anything that wasn't really diverse because you know I was in uh, southeast London in Woolwich for uh, nearly five years in an all boys school um, in Woolwich Poly, and that was that was extremely challenging for a young woman. Um, but um, again, it was um, it was great. The needs uh, were extremely diverse. Just getting them to A levels in university was a challenge. Sure. Um, and um, yeah, so that 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 has always been my sort of audience. That sort of group that is hard um, to get to, hard to interest, hard to engage, um, and families that. Um, weren't that interested in education so just being able to do something with that was quite good and what were your biggest learns in the early stage of your of your teaching career get the behavior right um that was massive um because they you know the biggest challenge in these schools was getting the kids to to behave um and having real strict boundaries having a staff like woolwich poly you know, you had a staff that really backed you up. You had a lot of um, older members of staff who would step in to support, uh, bring the kids out if needed. And um, these were really tough kids. But um, alongside that, because there's no point in having kids that can behave if you're not teaching. Yeah. <laughs> um, and just really getting the curriculum right. I changed the curriculum quite radically. It was a lot of work. Um, just to get them engaged with the learning and it was the old schools history project which was was 
real sort of new approach to history, evidence approach to history. Yeah. And um, the kids, the kids really loved it. It was good and getting your topics right. Uh, going, you know, interesting boys. Yeah. And to read. Um, but yeah, no, that was that was that was a great great start. You know, if you get in somewhere like that in a deep end, you're not going to apart from when you go to Peru, you're not going to meet anything that's going to sort of um, uh, overwhelm you too much after that. Sure. And in terms of the progression, um, what were what was who were the um, the mentors really that that stood out to you and and gave you again insight that. Uh, really helped you along your career path in my career i think i um i've always had a bit of a problem with mentors I, I i don't know why i just it's been hard to get them um and i think i've been more inspired by other strong females that have done well you know um i remember a head of science she's gone on to be an Ofsted inspector <laughs> Um, but she was she was great, you know, the way that her humour, her strength, um, the way that she taught was really different. Um, how she engaged the boys there with science as well. So, you know, it it's been individuals along the way. Um, you know, knowing what my mother was like in the classroom, she was very inspirational to me and, and what she had raised six kids, you know, and and still work um, and, you know, still be this, you know, Tara strength. Um, and she's about to turn 90. So, really? you know, that, yeah. So, um, it, you know, we've, we've got quite a matriarchal family. It's five girls, very strong mother um, and a granny that was inspirational to me as well. So trying to get that, you know, somewhere else is, is, is interesting. When I was in the Peru and Bromley, I had an extremely, um, uh, again, inspirational mentor who was the ex-head of um, a, a specials or a Peru in, in, I think it was Richmond. Um, and she she gave me a lot of good advice because that was my first headship and that was really tough. Um, so, How did you find uh, the transition into, into headship? Tough. Really what, were the, what were the difficulties, the main sort of challenges that you faced? Um, in a pro it's you. There's no, there's not much support around. Um, it's you know who do you lift the phone to? Um, you know when you're a secondary head, you've got a lot of other secondary heads that sure. you can sort of talk to. You're the pro in the borough. Yeah. And uh, you've got the most challenging kids in that borough that nobody else wants. Um, and you're supposed to be providing the solution. So I think that that's a big challenge. Um, uh, the the work was colossal, um, trying to get my staffing right because it was like a social, some sort of social club, you know, youth club. Yeah. Not a school at all. Um, get my leadership team around me. And all the time, it's a battle with the, the authority to try and get things the way that you want to get it and get the funding in place as well. Um, so How did you overcome those? Um, I think I was probably quite difficult. <laughs> and uh, just really battled to get cameras in so we could, you know, make sure we've got evidence of stuff that's going on and, and, and move on that. Um, just a lot of um, I, I networked a lot in in London, um, London Challenge, um, 
seen the best, you know, heads out there and uh, visited them, seen what they were doing, um, asked for advice, used my mentor, um, and that that sort of thing. And just really stay strong, um, but know that um, things are not always going to work out the way that you want them to work out, particularly in a pro. Yeah, absolutely. So then you, was that at the point that you took your break? Um, no, no, that's when I went back in. I, I took my break after being head of history for quite a while um, and, and did part-time in a pro. And then when my youngest started going to primary school, I went in as head then. Okay. okay. And, and, and then, then went into the business thing, yeah. yeah. And, then, and then from there, so, so how did the business thing come about? Just, I just thought, do you know what, I'm fed up. I, I wanted to become an academy um, to give us more sort of, you know, um, leeway with what we needed to do. Couldn't do that. And I thought, right, that's it. I, I, I just, I'm going to do something else. Um, and uh, so then I was approached for work and um, I did that um, for a while. Uh, but you are on your own when you run the business. You're on your own. You're constantly wondering where, you know, what's what's going to be next and sure. how long is the contract going to be. So, which is fine, you know. It went on for for five years. It was good. I learned loads because you go right across, you know, a massive sector of different types of cook skills, and you learn lots and you and you learn about skill improvement, which is brilliant when you go back in as head. Because you can just say this is this is what we need to be doing, um, which can be quite hard if you're just on the inside all the time, you know. So, was there a specific sort of element that you would go in and and help a school with, or or were there unique, just unique sort of tasks or or yeah. opportunities? Yeah. So, um, it it depended where the school was, whether they were amber, green, or or red. So special measures, or I, you know. So it depend it depended where they were. So it was supporting them through an inspection. Yeah. I did training with them. I also was the lead for pupil premium across the council. I did a lot of training with all schools. Um, for that, I did reviews, did SEN reviews. Um, but it really depended on where they were as a school, um, if it was like touch or if it was more of a deep dive on, yeah. you know, looking up um, uh, what the teaching was like, what training they needed, how to improve progress. And often it's not, I was looking at the groups, the SEN and, and um, PP groups were usually a challenge and what we could do put in place to improve those um, results. Excellent. And what achievements sort of stood out to you during that time? Uh, the the proofs, uh, there was 18 proofs I was in charge of, and um, wow. when I left, they had all moved to good or outstanding, um, where there was like a lot of them had been in special measures. Brilliant. The results went through the roof, you know, five GCSEs is the aim in, in proofs, it's yeah. in the maths. So I work with Greenwich University to provide training on literacy. Okay. So we can up that sort of quality of, of teaching within the pros. Um but yeah, it was that that was a great that was a great achievement. That was and, and for you, what, what did that boil down to? What were some of the, the key things that, that really needed addressing to make such a big impact? Teaching. It's it's always about teaching and learning and the quality of that and and how it's relating to the needs of the children. Um, uh, how you're tackling um, attendance um, and um, 
uh, just making sure that the quality of what they're delivering is appropriate and that you've got qualified teachers, even though it's approved, it, you need to have that qualified teacher in there yeah. place yeah. delivering to them. Yeah. And then that brought you to Drumbeat? Mm-hmm. Yes. So tell me, tell me about Drumbeat, because it's quite unique, isn't it? Yeah, it's um so it's um I'm currently on the, the new build, um, the PFI build, um and it's uh, a school that is built for children with autism and each classroom looks pretty much identical with an outside area, a hygiene area, um and low arousal environment. So we have on this site, we have our kids um, from early years right up to key stage three. And on the other side, it's key stage um, four and key stage five. So our numbers have really gone up from being in the uh, 150, I think, to um, over 200 now. I'm looking to expand. We've just had our pan increased. Brilliant. And um, that's... Uh, that's great. You know, we've, we've got um, good staffing levels. Um, and, um, yeah, it's a, it's a system that works uh, really well. Yeah. Fantastic. And what took you into the, the autistic niche? Um, I, I, I just think it's interesting. I had no background on it, I, you know, and I think I was um, employed for the leadership and strategic um, uh, things, but I've learned so much um, as a result of being here um, and what the staff do to support these children who are, the, it's, it's high, highly complex autism. Yeah. Um, so, you know, they, they, they are real experts in their field on how to de-escalate, how to manage the behaviour, how to, you know, what they're all teach trained, so um, making sure that the handling is right. Um, but also a big thing was the teaching again, so making sure teaching's right. Yeah. Our TAs now are coming in with degrees and everything, which wasn't the case um, before. So we've got highly qualified <laughs> TAs. We have a program where last year there was five that went on to TAs to be teachers. Oh, fantastic. They will get some of them back. Um, so we've got real sort of nice CPD roots um, for all staff and leadership roles, um, which works which works really well. Sure, sure. And what current initiatives are you running within school? Um, so we have just um, uh, uh, finished doing a new curriculum, so pathways for our children and a new assessment process. Um, we've just had challenge partners in a couple of months ago and we're looking at, we just identified we've got 33 languages okay. within the school. Um, so they are all um, children that speak different languages at home. And we're looking at, you know, the immersion that they have when they come here, that it seems to work. Um, so that whole EAL and how does that affect learning in autism? Is interesting so we're just about to launch onto that and we're working with again Institute of Education Centre of Research for Autism and Education um, and just looking at other schools and, and uh, what they're doing uh, with that as well and yeah just looking at whether we can you know sort of branch out to this there's a lot of children that are being sent out of borough 
um, because it's not the place. So if we're able to expand, look at if we are able to have some sort of centre for children who are more high-functioning autism sure. children. So, yeah, it's um, there's always something happening. <laughs> and and tell, tell me about the service. What does the service involve? Okay, so services, outreach and extended services. So outreach, um, which is a team based here, um, support all the skills within Lewisham who okay. buy into the service uh, for supporting autism within their schools. So they do training um, and uh, they do support um, whatever the schools need, um, they buy in that level of service um, that they need across, across primary and secondary. Their, their capacity is absolutely packed out. Um, the authority use them as well for EHCPs yeah. um, and attendance of panels and things like that, placement of children. Uh, but it's very useful because they work with early years as well. Um, so they, uh, they know a lot of our kids that are looking to be placed here so they can give us advice on appropriateness of that child for for drumbeat. Extended services is a holiday. Um, so during the holidays, uh, we run a school um, here so that um, parents um, can go through the authority to get time in the in the school at um, uh, holidays. So yeah. Excellent, excellent, excellent. And what future plans do you have with with school? Um, expand, I think, um, because funding has been extremely challenging. That's taken up most of my time the last two years. Wow. Um, and we've had big cuts that we've had to make. Um, and therefore, that's, you know, we've got to expand um, to make sure that we have the money in the budget to, to go forward. Sure. So it is about expansion, possibly a new build um, or build on a build. And... Um, just get the numbers on seats. Um, I'd like to do the National Qualification for Skill Improvement Advisor, which I've put in for, so that's interesting. Um, and just uh, develop, develop further that way. And what advice would you, uh, would you give to any aspiring head teacher, in particular, um, say, teachers that are currently within sort of a PRU or a, a special needs environment? Mm. Um, HR are your best friend. Uh, make sure that you follow them like the Bible, uh, because it's very easy to go wrong on staffing issues. Have a schools business manager, a good one, in place because your budget's going to drive you um, nuts. <laughs> um, and um, I would say, you know. A, your your kids and your staff, your kids dictate what you do in school, no matter what decision you do, how is this affecting my children in school? Um, look after your staff, um, look after well-being, look after yourself, you know, because it's quite easy not to, and uh, just make sure you have that work-life balance um, and don't burn yourself out. So how do you do that? How do you get away from the, the daily grind? Um, I do yoga, I run, um, I've got dogs, um, and uh, yeah, that's that's what I do, and I've got good friends to talk to about things that aren't anything to do with education. And in terms of, of what book, what book are you reading at the moment? Um, I'm trying to get started on what education you're talking about, yeah? 
um, education and girls on the autism spectrum. Okay. So I'm interested in the girls thing. It's just quite a lot of stuff going on because we've had a big rise in numbers and diagnosis of girls with autism. So that's interesting. Um, so I'm looking to get started in that. Fantastic. And what about, um, you say, like I say, we've spoken about getting away from the daily grind. Where's your favourite holiday destination? Where do you like to get away to? Oh, well, Ireland. I've, I've, we go to Donegal a lot. Um, and, um, yeah, just get grounded and no IT, no digital, nothing, um, which is nice. Um, uh, France, the Dordogne, um, I like. Uh, New York is amazing. Um, but uh, I, I just, I, I like my holidays. <laughs> sounds like it. Yeah, sounds yeah. like it. Excellent. And what's the best way for people to get in touch with you? Oh, by email probably is the best. Okay. Uh, yeah. So do you want me to give my email? Yeah, yeah, you can do. Yeah. So it's m.neve at drumbeat.lewisham.sch.uk. Uh, uh, we have a lot of visitors that come here. Um, so you're you're very welcome to come and have a look at what we're doing. Yeah. Fantastic. And what about social social profile and social media? Are you, do you have sort of all the Facebook and Twitter? No, I don't do no. any of that. No, no, it's just LinkedIn. But okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What I'll do, I'll add the links onto uh, onto this um, this webinar, um, mm -hmm. so people can always click and they can always connect with you that way. Okay. Um, and uh, and like I say, they can like you say they can email and, and reach out to you. Yeah, lovely. Excellent. Well, thank you ever so much for your time. It's been really, really insightful uh, and, and a great example of, of sort of the good work that you're doing um, within the, the SCN and in particular the, the autistic um, sort of niche of education. Um, and uh, I really appreciate appreciate your time. Yeah, thank you. Dave. Brilliant. Thank you ever so much. Okay, thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>